Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Podcast, talking about the best and the worst on the box. Can you believe it? Can you Adam and Eve it? Can you Mary and Steve it? We're back. Hello. Uh, without Mary and Steve. <laughs> oh, it's, I was going to say, where are Mary and Steve? I, I haven't invited them onto the Skype call. What's going on? Adam and Eve won't be involved either. It's Luke. Can you remember what I sound like? I'm the editor and runner extraordinaire of thecustardtv.com, the website you are hopefully listening to this podcast through. And my name is Gary, no longer affiliated with vulturehub.com, but quite still like the website, uh, .org. I felt the need to mention them, so thanks for that. Yes, that's okay, yeah. (laughs) How the devil are you? Very well, thank you very much. It's not like we would. To be fair to the listeners who might think that we do lots of preparation and talking about this, this is very yeah. much almost the first time that Luke and I have chatted in two months. Yeah, it really is. And to, it really and, is. Uh, it's a bank holiday. In the and United I always, Kingdom, I, yes. I always wonder where do the banks go? Are they all in like skate nests with an inflatable donkey under their arm? No, no, no. Yes. Our banks are in our banks are in Benidorm, mate. <laughs> They're somewhere <laughs> a bit plusher than Skegness, I'll tell you. The, the banks have all are. gone to Greece. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A Greek holiday. Political humour, always a strong point of the Custard TV Live. Now, if you've never listened to this podcast before, I can't blame you. We've been away for two months living lives. But if you're new to it, what we do is we talk about the latest and the greatest, the best and the worst of uh, upcoming and recent television. Wherever it's from, if it's on television, we have an opinion. We're just that opinionated and we're going to be chatting today about various things. Um... Or to mention the BBC Olympic coverage, just briefly, it feels like a long time ago now in that funny way that things have a habit of feeling yeah, like years ago. it seems like a lifetime ago now, really, doesn't it? It, it really does. Um, and I yet think it was only about a month ago. <laughs> I remember talking to you very briefly about, you know, that the BBC were going to have so much coverage and, you know, mm. is that too much and, and things. But having been in the UK while the Olympics was on... And been with people who said, oh, I'm not going to watch any of the Olympics. I'm going to have ITV on or Channel 4. Then even I and people like those that I've just described and done quite a reasonable impression of, I think you'll agree. Oh, uh, yes, um, indeed. Very good, yeah. yes. You always thought I had someone improved. else. Yeah. But, uh, it sounds a lot like my Hilary DeVay from Dragon's Den, to be fair. Oh, fair but still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, a lot of people got sucked into it. A lot of people were, were really yeah. interested in it. And you can't fault the BBC coverage, because if you were a sports nut, 
and you had access to the wonderful world of the red button, then you never need miss anything. Well, and, and equally, if you have either Virgin or Sky or, or, or Freeview, you had up to 30 Olympic channels. I think it was yeah, something like 25 up to 30 mm. Olympic channels mm. where you could literally watch anything. I mean, there were a number of times when I would stay up till the wee hours of the morning watching beach volleyball, handball, uh, taekwondo sports that you've never really even heard of before the Olympics. There were um, some things about the Olympics I didn't quite understand. Okay, um, yes, go for them. The point of ma- yeah, the point of male volleyball. Um, for the women. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, good point. Uh, yeah. The the crazy dancing that was synchronised women. Oh, I didn't. Did you see now the, the sports oh. that I don't like are are the ones that are artistic, like gymnastics and ice skating, and and yeah. where it's not about the sport, it's about an artistic impression and someone else's opinion. But there we go. And that's why I, I mean, apart from the diving, probably that's the only thing I enjoyed of that kind of genre. But I did get to go to a couple of events, and I have to say that um, being the, the London cynic that I was beforehand, the atmosphere at the events was fantastic, and I think the BBC really captured that. Um, the only thing that up. irritated me about the Olympic coverage, and the only reason I'm bringing this up is because we're talking about it. Well, it's yeah, been, it's happened, it's gone. But the thing that annoyed me about the Olympic coverage was they'd, they'd show Olympics all day, fair enough. Then after the news, which was all Olympic-based, yeah. they'd have Gabby Logan sat alone in a studio doing a show called Olympics Tonight, where she went over all the things you'd just seen on the news and all the things you'd seen throughout the day as well. Which but I suppose the thing is, is that that show was really for those people who had avoided the Olympics and had come in late, or maybe those who'd been to events in the evening had come in and wanted to catch up on the news of what you'd seen. I suppose you're right. Those of us that had stayed in and watched it all evening, those shows weren't really for us. And uh, yeah, blame did ITV actually show anything during the two weeks of the no. Olympics? Uh, no. I myself don't remember watching a moment of that channel during that time. Now, can I be a bit maverick and daring? Oh, go on then. Can we talk about something that didn't happen a month ago? <laughs> Shock horror. Go for it. Uh, let's something, talk about something current. Yeah, so let's talk about Prince something Harry. so no, current. Oh, no, oh, no. Let's not, not talk no, about no, no, Cre- no, no. let's not talk about Prince Harry's currents. Um, we want to talk about uh, a touch of cloth, which was the ah. brand new uh, Charlie Brooker Daniel Mayer spoof of every crime drama you could possibly think of, starring yes. Scottish actor John Hanna and Scott and Bailey star Saran Jones. It was very interesting. Uh, that Saran Jones, who is now known for playing a policewoman on Scott and Bailey, would take a job where she takes the mick, basically, out of every police drama. And effectively out of herself. Yes, She's effectively spoofing herself by doing this, which is very brave. Uh, Now, I have to stand up for a minute, um, because I'm about to drop some names. Okay, oh, sorry, yes. And if I don't stand up... Yeah, if I don't stand up, they might land on my feet, and my feet are very delicate. Um... I did speak briefly to John Hanna, and I was at oh, the BAFTA yep. screening of Got A Touch of Cloth, yep. and um, Charlie Brooker Show off. did say uh, that they'd spent an awful lot of time uh, watching things like The Killing, Luther, Waking yeah. the Dead to a Point, every crime drama that you could think of, they'd spent an awful lot of time, and what they cool. came to realise was that a lot of them featured the same sort of elements. The, the policeman's always a bit of a tortured soul. Uh, he's always got a wife that's died or an al- a problem with alcohol or he's a bit of a maverick and doesn't get on with his boss and they all have scenes in the mortuary that are quite <coughs> disturbing and things like that. And, and if you watch A Touch of Cloth, 
it, what's so brilliant about it is how because John Hannah and Saran Jones play those parts with such a straight face mm. if you weren't aware it was a comedy you would quite happily realize, think you were watching a oh, proper no, crime think, drama I, 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 and I that is fairly on you get the impression yeah that it's a spoof. but I if think... you came into it if, you, if somebody was watching it in the other room and you just wandered in you'd assume that they were watching maybe and a police crime drama, and and they they put a lot of effort into making it look. I think, as real I think what, it... what 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 they've done is create a quintessential police squad airplane type show based on that kind of crime fiction genre. Genre. I think if you've ever read any Ian Rankin or you've watched Rebus, which ironically the first few series starred John Hanna. Uh, you see weird. a lot yes. of that in it. I mean, that's you know, John John Hanna's Rebus, not the Ken Stop one later on, was this very moody Glaswegian who sat in his room listening to jazz music, contemplating the case that he was currently on, and effectively he's playing the same character now. You yeah, know? <laughs> you know, and as you say, a problem with alcohol, a problem with respect to authority. Um, his his uh, dead uh, wife pops up a lot. In, yeah, um... I, I loved. The, I mean, there were several bits I loved. Uh, cut out policewoman uh, was brilliant cardboard police woman uh, because I just thought that was a great way of getting past the fact that you know there are just so many police officers in a scene um, the constant introduction by one of the police officers of the whole of what they're doing you know this uh, of, of what a dog is and how to walk yeah. in front of each other and the, the yeah. scene that is and brilliant. he's never been found dead before that was quite yeah, out of character so it's unusual uh, yeah. he walked home by putting one foot in front of the other that kind of whole explanation yeah. side which happens in every police crime drama uh, and and I think just the little the little in jokes. I think I'm watching it again because there's just so much. You, there's uh, a lot of cloth. what you've got to be what you've got to be cru- if you've not watched it yet or if you have watched it. I would recommend going back. There's a lot of yeah. stuff in the background. The music's very important. There are little yeah. elements placed here, there, and everywhere that you may not have spotted first time round. How many people did you watch this with? I watched it on my own. I'm a sad loner. Uh, but I did tell a few people about it on Twitter, and I did talk to a few people about it today and said, oh, did you catch it? And they said no, and I, I said, you know, you really should. And uh, 517,000 the... people uh, in God, the do you know that many people? I did not know. I've got that many followers on Twitter now. Uh, no, <laughs> How did you get the message across to that many people? <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, 517,000 people watched it on Sky One, which is, I'm not sure if that's a record, but it sounds an awful lot it to sounds Sky a One lot. for me. It's, that, I mean, it's more people is, than I know. That's... Half a million is getting up there, isn't it? It's getting up there for what BBC Two or Channel Four get on a, on a regular basis for a show. So It is more people than I know. That's just putting it into well, perspective that's, for that's, you. That's your opinion. Um, um, now, in, in the BAFTA screening, of course, it was a bit like being in a cinema, and so you got instant laughter from people around yeah. you uh, we also saw uh, the two together I at the time I didn't realize that Sky had planned to air both episodes uh, two episodes split it into two halves I thought it was I think that was very big. wise there was an awful lot on last night yeah and I think to cut it into two particularly over iconic I mean you may not remember this but the original Messiah series were always shown over two nights over the yes. August bank or uh, April August bank holidays. Bank holiday. Yes, yeah. So brilliant, actually, brilliant there's decision. even a nod to that in what he's yeah. doing in his programming schedule. But I mean, there's just so much. How did you how did you find the gang rate? Because watching it, I mean, I've seen two almost hours, too much one. at some point. There's, there's a lot going on. Another. 
I found it exhausting. Sat in that screening room, I have yeah. to be honest, I enjoyed the experience, but I found it quite exhausting because there's yeah. so much going on. There's so much. There's a few jokes that come over, come around a bit too much. The an old man stuff happens yeah. a bit too regularly. It's ironic. We talked on our comedy special about the, 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 the Captain Darling joke of Blackadder. And I think the an old man is kind of a nod to that. You know, it's that kind of very simplistic but silly humour. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the cloth jokes, you know, the washcloth, uh, touching cloth and all those sort of things, you know, they were all in there, uh, which was great. Yeah, it really was good. I mean, it's just, I, I'm a little bit nervous about episode two because I'm nervous about how they're going to wrap it up and, and what, you know, is, is, is this kind of like, is it all going to end reasonably well, you know, is it, you'll no, enjoy the ending. Nervous. You'll enjoy but, the ending. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that the ending will be a silly. You know, I'm, I'm almost hoping the ending will I, be a Scooby episode. I don't uh, want to spoil it for anybody, but the ending is satisfying. Good. That's all I'll say. Oh, the ending. So is yes, ep- all... episode two is being shown on uh, Monday evening on Sky One. I believe the whole both episodes will be available on Sky anytime, and I believe and the DVD, DVD release has already been scheduled, isn't it? Yeah, the DVD is already out. If I'd have done more research I'd have been able to tell you the exact date but it's very much around the corner and I'll tweak yeah. uh, information about the DVD very soon um, we should mention Cloth 2 is already in the that. can I, yeah, we should say Cloth, very quickly uh, both our Twitter addresses whilst you're talking about Twitter I should, There's, it would be a seamless link if we did that it, it, uh, mine is Luke Custard TV and yours it's the Gary show uh, but you have some exclusive Series 2 news I believe I had some exclusive Series 2 news. They had just finished filming when they came in for the Q&A at the BAFTAs in the beginning of July. Uh, John Hanna um, has a beard for Series 2. <gasps> Shock horror. And it has also been revealed that uh, former Doctor Who assistant Karen Gillan will ah. uh, appear in the next instalment of A Touch of Cloth. Uh, Charlie Brooker did say they're a little bit worried that they've already used up all the necessary cloth, cloth puns they can think yeah. of. Yeah. He also said that he was always DCI Jack Cloth. The name just came before anything else. It was always going to be A Touch of Cloth. Uh, somebody from Sky, Stuart Murphy, who's like the program controller, said he couldn't quite understand why people didn't get that it was supposed to be a funny thing and not something to offend everybody with. Yeah. And uh, they've, they've, Sky came across as being very proud of this, and rightly they should be, I think. I, I think this could be um, the best Sky-made drama or comedy that I've seen yet. Um, I haven't seen them all, I'll have to admit. There are things like Trollid and... Um, there's a new one called Gates on at the moment, but I've seen things like Bedlam. I've seen um, the one about the one with the fourth Robert Glenister thing with four people. Mad Dogs. Mad Dogs. I've seen all of those. I think this is the slickest and the well-made that they've got. And I think credit to the writing. I think that the writing by Charlie Brooker and the other guy really does show through. Speaking and that's what of makes great it. writing, let's move yep. on to to one of my writing heroes, Mister Jimmy McGovern. Uh, he is back on our screens uh, with a brand new series of Accused. The first series was in 2010 and featured people like Christopher Eccleston, Andy Serkis, uh, who else was involved in it? Mark Warren, Juliet Stevenson, Warren Brown, a whole load of familiar faces. This series has already featured Anne-Marie Duff, Sean Bean, and the remaining episodes will feature Anna Maxwell Martin and, oddly, comedian John Bishop. But, but I'm kind of you... secretly looking forward to that one because I kind of think he could be good. 
He's brilliant. I've seen but all the you've episodes. You've seen it, yeah. And he's brilliant. And also, just, just for a note, if you're loving Accused, I did speak to uh, the writer of episode four, and that interview will be up on the website uh, on the night after that transmission. So I spoke to because how Jimmy does this is he works with a co-writer, yeah. uh, and so every episode has been co-written by another writer. Uh, Jimmy's a very fastidious writer. He has his own unique style, but I know you you weren't a fan or even saw episodes of Accused last time or The Street. So you've sort no, of come into this it's new. It's not a big in... one for me. Although I I did I did settle down with the first episode, the Sean Bean one as the crossdresser, and there were moments of it that were a bit strange, but I stuck with it. And I, in the end, I thought that the payoff was quite good. I think the style that Accused does is it, it kind of. It, it shows you a case or a situation that ends up with a court case. But you, yeah. you don't see what happens in the court till probably, what, the last 10 minutes, I would say? Would that be fair? Well, Maybe it, 15? It, it depends on the story, I suppose. Indeed. But, but you, on... what you see is a lot of what happens. So you get a lot of background, and then the court case starts to drop in. So occasionally you'll flip to them interviewing somebody in the court, uh, and it cuts to a scene again. So, And that happens in both the first two episodes that I've seen, that it interweaves those the, the real life with the court scene. And it's... I mean, the one thing you'd say is both are very gritty and realistic. You can imagine both of them, you know, the, these are almost real-life stories, aren't they? Well, it is... It is something it's very that, close to gritty drama. Yes, and it is, a, it is a great example, and whenever I watch it, it's a great example of what can happen uh, to anybody if you make a wrong decision. Your life can yeah. be turned upside down. And what they do is they take... Much like the seemingly Belair said. Yes. Yeah. He's, well, he's got flipped. It, upside, upside down. down. Yeah, uh, but yes, uh, they take uh, normal situations. These aren't, you know, people who have murdered necessarily, or go- or drug dealers, yeah. or committed horrific crimes. They they're portraying ordinary people living ordinary lives who make a a bad decision, or or circumstances force them into making a bad decision, which has repercussions for the rest of their life. The the end of episode two uh, with Olivia Coleman and. Mm-hmm. And Anne Marie Duff. Very powerful. I mean, a, a lesser drama. If you haven't seen the final scene, I'm about to spoil it. But a lesser drama would have had uh, Olivia Coleman's character going over to Anne Marie Duff's after her uh, son has been sentenced and perhaps gone. Well, we're in the same situation now, oh. and I we're friends. And da 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 da. What Accused does and what Jimmy does so brilliantly is keep the reality of it and Olivia Coleman's performance in that last scene of the second episode where she just tears into Anne-Marie yeah. Duff screaming and swearing it? absolutely and, yeah. relentless I think the yeah. important thing is as well is how much that mirrors real life there was a case in the paper not that long ago of a child unfortunately was, was murdered and it ended up being the step-grandfather and he'd been involved and there were, there's been cases of recent as well where family members have been involved in the search, you know, have worn the t-shirts have gone on television and said oh, this person is missing yeah. and and then it ends up being and I think you've got a real insight there as to, of that, you know, Anne-Marie Duff's character was, a, was at the forefront of this guns, mothers, for, a mothers Against Guns campaign and yet she was harbouring her own son who was the murderer and to start with she didn't know it and then it gets revealed and you see the turmoil uh, the best scene in it for me apart from the end was the scene where she came home and the grandmother is, is, is sort of sp- 
put is is helping the young son play a video game, a violent video game, and she's saying, "Oh no, get, go left, shoot him." Yeah. And the mother walks in and goes, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah. You and know? there's a and 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 it, it comes back to chocolate eclairs. Yeah. Something very there's, small. There's there's the three people in the house, and you've eaten all the eclairs, and that boils, and that's what happens in life. Yeah. And we don't see that enough in drama. It's it's dramatic, of course. Accused is dramatic. You could never say it wasn't, but it's not. It's not sensationalised. And for me, there's a big difference between dramatic scenes and sensationalised scenes. And I don't think there's ever been an over-the-top scene in Accused. No, um, that's probably some of the right. music was a little bit off-putting. I must say, the music was a little bit overpowering. You if think? I was nitpicking in episode two, there was a couple of strings and stuff that irritated me. But apart, I, apart I don't, from that. I don't think I saw. I don't think I heard anything that was kind of too bad. But yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. I so, want to talk one the, more thing. Some people talk about accused that it's flawed. Uh, uh-huh. the, the the court scenes, the 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 fact that everybody at the end of it has always got to be accused of something. Some people think is a flawed idea. Yeah. But what the genius of it is is when because it starts with Anne Marie Duff's character in the prison at the very start you had no idea how this hairdresser no. is going to end up in this situation I... what has she done how is she and so already you're interested right from the first couple of seconds you're interested to see how has she got herself into this predicament what where she's I thought she was particularly good was there was clearly a backstory to how she'd ended up opening the shop on that day but there wasn't really any need to go too much into it, so you kind of just got that drip feed of, of that of the intermediate, you know, the guy that, that eventually told the grandmother that it was her grandson that killed uh, mm. the, the other boy, saying, look, you know, I organised this, you know, I, I, you know, the, your per, your 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 daughter, you know, Anne Marie Duff's character, refused to shut her shop when we told her to, therefore someone had to die, you know, yeah. and it was just that was powerful, but I can imagine again a lesser drama would have gone into all of that. And actually, yes. there's no need. That's not the main thing. That's just the driving force between behind why she's such a, a, a you know, where, where where her sort of you know drive comes from. Uh, uh, the important it is. Go on. Sorry. No, I was going to say, and, and the next episode is is on on Tuesday at nine o'clock. Yes. Uh, go on. I just want to say a little bit about that before you after you finished your bit. Yeah. Well, the the other thing I wanted to say, and another thing I wanted people to remember, was that the fact that. Jimmy McGovern is is so keen on having a beginning, middle, and end. It's yeah. such a satisfying out. You have to remember, it's an hour, and yet yeah. we're given all that information, and we feel like we know these people. We feel like we've been on a massive journey with them for sixty minutes. Yeah, it's quite and I, and something. I think, I think it's. I think you know. Uh, uh, we'll talk in a moment about a BBC Two program called Murder, which again was an hour long. And it's it, it for the entire hour you are engrossed. In, it's intense. It, you know, as I say, maybe the first episode of Accused wasn't quite that way because you know you probably the shock of Sean Bean in a dress was enough for anybody. But yeah. the second episode really did grab you. And the third episode, I have to say, uh, these three actors alone are going to make me watch it. Robert Sheehan, who was brilliant in uh, Misfits in the first yeah. two series, I think was the absolute star of that show. It'd be great to see him in a different role. John yeah. Bishop, as you say, I'm interested to see. And Sheridan Smith, who I think is a very underused, very underutilised uh, good actress. Uh, probably best remembered for two pints of lager and a packet of crisps. But- 
How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? CuriosityStream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Not, not yeah. probably her best work. But, and uh, I think it's important really that I say that. something else that I know about episode three and four is that yeah. unusually for Accused, if you've watched series one and series two, episode three and four, which are the last two of this series, John Bishop's character is back for episode four. Robert Sheehan's uh, character is back for episode four. But you can watch them without seeing the previous right. one. But I would advise sticking with well, three yeah. and four because they are powerful, moving amazing well I'll, I'll definitely be doing that i think i think one of the things i would say that i found with accused i didn't feel like watching it at nine o'clock on a tuesday i don't know why so both of them i did record and watch on my on my virgin plus box so yeah. uh, uh, and maybe that's the sort of thing that, that i don't know if you're not someone who can sit and watch something for an hour sometimes that perhaps that's worth doing you know split it up into two parts or or watch it at a time when you're feeling sort of more able i think possibly the, the intricacies might get lost at that time of night for some people. I don't know. Just a thought. One more thing as well. If you didn't see Series 1, it is available to buy right this second. Are you Are you peddling DVDs for the BBC or something? You're on commission? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Dear BBC, if you're listening, we are open to suggestions. But I did get I did get the first series sent to me by the lovely people at Acorn Media, so... Oh, well, yeah, there you are. Sort of. Um... And right, um, I want to talk, I could talk about Accused for an entire podcast, but I'm not going to. In Christopher Eccleston's episode of Series 1 last year, it was just, wow. Okay, uh, let's move on, because Luke has the tendency of talking about Jimmy McGovern's things for too long. Uh, murder. Oh, you're recording yourself in the third person. Yes, I did. That's what I, I, insightful and different right there. <laughs> Let's talk about... We're going to talk about murder uh, briefly, but let's talk about The Last Weekend, because... Yes, indeed. Wow. attempt at taking back Sunday night television. Um, wow. And, and it started last weekend. Uh, it stars Rupert Penry Jones and Sean Evans, and it's based on a book uh, of the same name called The Last by, Weekend. By Blake Harrison, I believe, the uh, author of the Not book, the bloke it? out of uh, The Inbetweeners. That's, no, uh, I know. That confused me for a bit. <laughs> God, he's versatile. Yeah, um, it, it's it's a kind of a it's a very ITV drama. I think that's really the only way of describing it. It's it's set in kind of Middle England. It's about a two friends or three friends really reuniting for a weekend in a country house that the uh, Rupert Penry Penry Jones's character has just bought with his wife. And mm. uh, Sean Jones is a, a teacher. Sean Evans. Sean Evans. Sean Evans. Sean, Sean Evans. Evans. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, and he's a teacher and, and, and the only thing that slightly irked me when I first saw it is is it's a soundtrack episode or programme so Sean Jones is giving you Sean Evans I said Sean Evans you see it's saying Sean Jones Sean Evans I said did I no you see it's saying Sean Jones I will shout at you Rupert anyway, Henry Evans on. and Sean Jones. Sean Evans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least I'm not calling them serial killers this year. No, this that's season. true. Yeah. Uh, Sean Plus Evans uh, is uh, narrating the piece. So occasionally his character in the future will turn up and yeah. narrate and tell you what's going on in the past. Yeah. Which in the beginning I found a little annoying. Yeah. But I got Do you know what? Because that it, is my it, biggest it, pet hate with any TV yeah. drama is when somebody's telling you well this is what's happening but in the last weekend I loved it yeah it did kind of help the, the, the piece as well it, re- it really got it moving quite quickly um, the, the basic premise is that Rupert Henry Jones's character has been diagnosed with inoperable cancer and has only got this one weekend to live and we're not quite sure whether he's told his wife Sean Evans's character is then carrying that burden and has already told his wife and but we know something has happened over this last weekend well, that that's brings right. Sean Evans's character back to tell us the story of things changed here. And what I liked about yeah. it was the fact that he kept saying to you, everything is interconnected. Like, yeah. you know, oh, him shouting at the boy in the playground was connected somehow. We don't quite well, know how. Yeah, um, I've not watched episode two, but I can only think that either he's been suspended for hitting that boy or, or, or sacked. And therefore... That's something he yet either hasn't told his wife or Rupert Penry Jones's character. I just, um, I just thought, wow. No. And I, the other thing that I thought, wow, was the fact that it was interesting that we had characters that really couldn't stand each other. Yeah. The whole triathlon thing was really weird. Uh, they have this kind of annual three sporting event where they obviously bet for money and they're betting for a thousand pounds, which clearly neither one of them has. Which I find quite interesting, uh, but I mean, and, but usually and you're used they to play golf, and it's it just seems yeah. very weird. It was all very tense, and you, it, as a viewer, yeah. you found yourself going, "Where's?" I have to say, and I don't say this very often. I genuinely had no idea where it was going. I no, genuinely, and I think I, I, I've not read the book. I've heard of the book, but I've not read the book, and I think. It's interesting to see how closely they stick to it. I'll have to speak to some friends who I know who have read it afterwards. But clearly there is there is an event coming up. Whether we see yeah. it in episode two or episode three, I don't know. Um, yeah. And then we're getting some of the fallout from it. I, I, I'm intrigued. And I think it's a good example of what ITV can do very well in drama. They can't match the BBC on production values, it seems. Uh, but they can get these kind of quirky pieces of drama um, and it's worth uh, saying get, that get it right. it's worth saying that while I've been organising there's a lot of stuff on the site if you want to look at it uh, to yeah. do with what's coming up in the autumn and it's worth saying that ITV have got more drama this autumn than, than last autumn and perhaps yeah. certainly since to bring it up again because we're so current this is the the biggest amount of drama they're showing in, in, in the autumn since before the credit crunch of 2008-2009 they, they've got so much they've got Sheridan Smith as uh, Ronnie Biggs' wife in a brand new drama very soon yep. they've got Martin Martin Clunes and Hermione Norris in a great psychological thriller called A Mother's Son in a few yep. weeks. DCI Banks is sadly not back till January, which is a shame. I can wait for that, but I think, but, yeah. But it and just course, shows you that things are picking up. There, a, there's a new series yeah, you, of Downton, yeah. Yeah. 
and I think I think the success of Downton is probably what has funded these these other dramas because let's face it Downton has gone global you know it's loved in America it won it won Emmys in America so I think the sales of things like that has allowed them to sort of widen their their, their drama base again I, ju- I just think it's good because ITV always did produce interesting drama and, and yeah. it's nice to see them returning to it I personally if I was scheduling stuff for ITV I would have put the last weekend over Sunday Monday and Tuesday because yeah, maybe this weekend would have been a good one for that. Yeah, well, they have got room so on Saturday nights. I was they so have into room it. on Saturday nights for this sort no. of thing. So and we'll come on to that. Saturday, I don't ever think of it as a drama night, but certainly well, Sunday, well, Monday, Tuesday. They, they could have done an hour and a half on Sunday and an hour and a half on a Monday. Mm, I suppose. I mean, the first episode was about an hour and five, so. But I think they could have cut it that way. But I also don't think there's anything particularly wrong with them spreading it over three weekends, so. Um, let's talk about Saturday Night on ITV. The X Factor is back. It was down the first uh, first down time quite since 2006. A lot. Down a lot. Now, was that due to weather? Because a lot of times they blame weather yeah. for why ratings well, I, down. Well, I, I think I think yeah. The first weekend of the X Factor in the UK was a big hot weekend. Uh, the Olympics had really only just finished. I think people were kind of on TV overload, and 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 and, and it, it did 11 million last year and only 8.7 this year. And I think it suffered from a weak lead-in from Red or Black, which suffered again. It was down <sighs> a number of million years, and I still can't understand why that's got a second series. It is what? the lowest. It is the lowest common denominator of quiz show I yeah. can think of. Yes, it's it, even uh... worse than than Deal or No Deal. Well, the thing is that there's been a big, I'm sure television bigwigs will know this, but there's been a big television festival in in, in uh, Edinburgh, which they're always oh, yes, this time of year. Yeah. And uh, controller of ITV, Peter Fincham, is still standing by red or black. And I just think, what, surely, just, I mean, it's okay to say, look, we tried it, it wasn't a success, we're going to move on from it. But to keep defending it and to say that he wants it to be part of the schedule uh, in the future of ITV is as as a viewer as is just ludicrous to Absolutely me Anton Decker better than this yes um far uh, and that's and that's far better than this and what I this is only a minor thing why is one of them not dressed in red and one of them dressed in black that would it, make me, it easier like for people who don't oversight. know who Anton Deck aren't who Anton yeah. Deck are that would be a good idea and, but also, and it's the, the name is, of the show, and it's just so stupid that they've missed that. I mean, even why doesn't one of them wear a red tie, one of them wear a black tie? It really does seem as if that, that somebody in television hasn't really looked at this program and gone, look, we can make it better by only making small changes. Well, the stupid thing is about red or black is the thing with the game show is it's got to be exciting, not just for those who are playing it, yeah. but for the viewer at home. And why should the viewer at home care if somebody in a studio in London chooses red or black? I just don't see the... I mean, I think the problem is Saturday night has always been a bit of a haven for quiz shows. You know, you had Michael Barrymore's uh, thing, you had 321, the Generation Game, you know, the list is ended, Family Fortunes. ITV, particularly, have always had game shows on a Saturday night. But I, I, I just think it's as if someone's run out of an idea and gone, oh, IT, what, we like gambling, there's red or black. What next? Poker on a Saturday night? You know, what, what comes after that? Tiddlywinks? I mean, I just, oh. I know. I know. It annoys I know. me. And okay, so going back to the X Factor, yes, I think it suffered from that. Um, 
I think as well, I just think we're nearing the end of this. I mean, next year is the 10th year, which they're hoping to do a real anniversary feel. And I think they're already planning to bring back former judges, maybe even back former contestants. Um, and I just think this almost feels like a holding year. It, it just, I mean, I feel like I'm watching it now because I have before. Yeah, I don't because, feel I, because I'm... I'm waiting. I'm almost waiting for the judges' houses and the live shows. Mm. Which actually, in years gone by, used to be the worst part. You know, these yeah. early shows where you saw the worst and the best of them really used to be the best bit. But now I'm kind of like, and, and almost again, ITV trying too hard. You know, the woman who shook and hit the cameras and that, that just seemed staged. It didn't well, even I, seem real. I don't know about that. I mean, I, I quite enjoyed that because even after nine years, I hadn't seen a reaction to something quite like that before. But I mean, Nicole Scherzinger. I think I'm going to annoy. She's going to annoy the pants off me. She annoyed me. In I mean, she wasn't in the episode fully, Nicole Scherzinger, but she annoys me so much. To me, to me, she she's a bit of last year's one light. You know, she's not quite as annoying as Kelly Rowland, but better looking. That's for sure. Yeah, Sorry, well. no, and I, I think I think Talisa's a bit less, you know, interesting this year. She doesn't seem. Yeah, I, she seems, I have seems to admit. subdued. Things that have gone on in her personal life probably make it a bit more difficult for her. And obviously, we're all sitting there really feeling for Gary Barlow as well. We know what's coming up in his I know. timeline. I know. And we're just waiting. For, it's like you remember last year when she, I think if it was this year or last year, a couple years ago, where Cheryl had a her fell ill. Proper illness. You just, yeah, you were just yeah. waiting for that episode. I'm yeah. waiting for them saying, oh, I'm afraid that she's you know, got malaria. So I'm almost waiting for the bit where they go, you know, Gary well, can't I hope, be here I hope they won't mention that because that would, that would be post-auditions anyway. So hopefully it won't yeah. come up. Everybody's aware of the situation. But they've announced this week where the judges' houses are and his house has been moved to London. Uh, it was yeah. going to be in Spain, but they've moved it to London because of his family situation. But he is going to be joined again by Robbie Williams. Yeah. Um, um, old, uh, old Louis is going to be joined by old Sharon. Uh, this time around uh, and the two female judges have gone for very new acts I believe that Nicole Scherzinger and I have to be careful how I say that because there are lots of misspellings yeah. on the internet that wouldn't be appropriate on this show Scherzinger uh, yes indeed has gone for ye- Neo Yo-Yo Neo I like the way you said that it's Neo but I like the it's way that you think Neo yeah. it's, it's spelled Neo Neo um, Neo Yo um, <laughs> word up and uh, Talisa has gone for Tiny Temper and I've got, <laughs> well, well, I assume she did have I one anyway. No idea who that is, but well, I'm only hoping the bloke gets angry. Tiny Temper is, um, he's been to Southampton, but he's never been to Scunthorpe. Right. That's what I know about Tiny Temper. You and he's got down. so many clothes, he keeps some at his aunt's house. You are That's down what... with the kids, aren't you? I know. Check, but he was check. part of the closing ceremony with Jesse J and Tyro Cruz. He was oh, was that him? That. Yeah. Ah, right. Yeah. Fair enough. You're so with it. Was he the bit doing all the bits about the money and the money? No, that was Jesse J. Oh, that you. was Jesse J. I like that uh, you're trying, but don't try too hard. Uh, Sometimes it's just... Talking about our other reality show, uh, our BBC juxtaposed, I believe that she has been re-signed for The Voice, and they're now talking about bringing all four of them back. And also, uh, harking back to Edinburgh, um, yep. the BBC have now said there will be fewer live shows uh, in series two and more of the Swiss spinny chairs. chairs yeah i think Which... they're, they're listening and that's good that you know and i think wasn't there a rather an embarrassing moment where the controller of bbc one couldn't even remember the name of the winner of series one 
of the to voice. Be fair, I can't. I and genuinely I must admit, can't. I, I, was it Ruth? No. No, Ruth got kicked off a couple of weeks in. Uh, it was a large can't. lady. It was a, a, a red-haired large lady who none of us thought would win. Uh, Leanne! Dear, well done! Leanne! God, I should get money for that. <laughs> should get points. I should have like a points total throughout yeah. the series. Uh, we should talk about the other celebrity uh, uh, sort of uh, reality show that's on at the moment. Celebrity Big Brother returned with its usual cast of models, failed actresses, actors, soap stars, and uh, one Olympian who nobody it's, really saw. It started the well. I was like, well, Julie Goodyear, I know. Yeah. Heather from EastEnders, Heather. I know. Yeah. Uh, Martin he... Kemp, I know. Martin Kemp. Julian Clary, I'm quite upset he's in there because I think that's a real shame. Uh, um, we are both aware of Danica because we reviewed the show Rinsing Sex Men. Lies and Rinsing Sex Men. Lies and Rinsing Men a while ago. So we but know then they brought in a couple of princes, or a prince, I should say. A bloke from the Jersey Shore who is called Jersey Situation Shore. and. Uh, sorry, who? Yeah. Really. There, I think actually what happened was me and you were both watching this, and on Twitter we were both exchanging the whole. Seriously, who? Yeah, <laughs> well, know, like, as each person went in after the first three, yeah. we had no clue. I suppose that is what you come to expect from Celebrity Big Brother, but yeah. still, every year Literally I think... the Channel so, 5 version, unfortunately, they really year, do. Every year I think sometimes, so at some point they're going to do better and they're going to have, you know, people we know, people, everybody knows, like Anton yeah. Deckel popping there or Davina go, just somebody that we know and we care about. And the thing is, it's doing well in the ratings, I think it will do well, I think there's always going to be a pull for Celebrity yeah. Big Brother. Just end it though now. Yeah, I think I think I think. Well, I think it has a place on both Channel Five because no one's going to watch it anyway. I mean, there was a whole. Apparently, there was a Big Brother all over the summer. Who knew? There was, yes, there was. Who knew? Uh, yeah. Even the people inside it weren't watching by the end of it. it the uh, people inside were watching the Olympics. How did they not? I mean, that must have been annoying for them. It's like the ones that go inside during a World Cup. Why would they do that? Um, <laughs> Now there are t- two other shows that we ought to, that we've watched that we just want to talk about very briefly. On yeah. last in the last few days, BBC Two showed a program called Murder. It didn't get a huge amount of press I- I beforehand. It got no it's press. From the same, it's from the same director as Series One of The Killing. Uh, that's the Danish version, not the US version. Uh, and it was a, a single piece about a murder. I mean, obviously the, the title kind of gives it away. But it Gary, don't very... spoil it for people who haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> How can I give it away? Uh, it was very cleverly done. It was done all mostly via interviews with the main four or five people. So you had the, 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 the there was a bloke, there was a sister, there was a police detective, there was a lawyer, and then there was the mother. And, and it was mostly collected through interviews through them uh, and lots of snapshots as well. And then yeah. right at the end, you saw the scene that happened. So you got the build up the different versions of the different stories you had and to work out who was like and then at the end you saw the scene uh, it was very say, clever yeah as somebody who runs a tv website and i i have to look at all the the press clippings and all the stuff yeah, coming yeah, yeah. up and stuff like that murder is was one of the least publicized yeah. mentioned th- i don't think there was anything on the bbc sites about it there was no information I could put as to who was in it. It was just sort of... I don't know why that is. I don't know whether the BBC thought it wasn't going to do well. I mean, 10 o'clock on a Sunday night's not normally where they'd put a drama of this calibre. It just... It, I don't know. It, it, it almost could have passed me by completely. 
yeah and i think perhaps that was by design i mean you know i think maybe they're looking to do a series based on this and they just want to throw one out there to test it and as we've said bank holiday weekends are part of you know a tradition of showing crime drama on the bbc and hopefully this is it and you know and uh, I, I thought it was decent, worth watching. Uh, probably not one to keep. I would have thought. Probably not worth watching no. again. Now that you've seen no. it, now that you know it, 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 yeah. it didn't bring anything new. But it was well, dire- certainly well directed and well edited. You know, it was put together really well. Um, and the other one that I, I saw uh, equally on Channel Five was we were talking about celebrity. Brother, they also showed an American show called Person of Interest, starring Jim Caviezel. Yes, Jesus is in a television program. Um, if you liked Human Target, that was on Channel Five a while ago and Five USA, you will love this it is much more like that except it's more big budget this is about a guy who goes around saving people and using a lot of spy technology it's really good i really liked it uh and and i'm gonna keep watching it and keep talking about it on this very podcast worth mentioning as well that a touch of cloth which concludes on monday night or which will conclude on monday night will also be up against uh new tricks the bbc's just it's a, it's a right, if you've not seen the news, then this show is in a right mess. Um, the, it started when the um, the show's stars um, sort of knocked the writer's abilities, uh, and now it's been announced that Amanda Redman is leaving the show. Monday we'll see James Bolan make his last appearance, and also Alan Armstrong which only leaves Dennis Waterman as the original <laughs> cast member. Well, that's okay, uh, which, because he can sing the mind you, it's tune, Dennis the Waterman, tune, write yeah. the show, produce the show. He'll have to it's do Dennis it Waterman and his teeth are the yeah. two stars of this. Um, but it's worth watching. It's the last episode with James Bolam, so it's the last one with the original cast from the very beginning. It is still good. I know it's a bit ropey, but it is still it's, good, it's, easy it's entertainment. Fo- it's formulaic, but it's formulaic at its best in that sense. Uh, also, back on the BBC, BBC Four for you highbrow uh, viewers, is uh, Only Connect, the excellent quiz programme with the excellent Victoria Corrin. Um, it's the antithesis to Red or Black. Whereas Red or Black, uh, you know, appeals to the lowest common denominator, Only Connect only allows brainy people. Uh, if you've never seen the show, please watch it. 8.30s on BBC Four. Catch up on the iPlayer. It's, it's beautiful, and it's only half an hour. Uh, uh, and another well one worth. worth mentioning Thursday, uh, Warren Brown of Luther fame uh, gets his own series. Uh, this time it's Good Cop. It's a four part, very tense, quite violent and dark brand new crime drama where w- Warren sees his. Now, in the write up, I realise I wrote partner. I made him sound a bit. Uh. Uh, but his police partner. Uh, beaten right. to death and decides he needs to take revenge upon the people who have done it but then he gets in a mess he's part of the investigation to find out who's killed these people it's a really well written well acted well directed well done piece and it's another example of how great uh, the BBC's drama output is this autumn okay with 35 seconds left it's been a pleasure uh, if you want to get in touch with me on Twitter at Luke Custard TV. Uh, you can get in contact with me on at the Gary Show. Uh, we also ought to say that coming soon on the first of September, the return of Doctor Who and Daleks. Yes. I'm I'm excited. If no one else is. Yes, uh, the return of Doctor Who. Also coming up on the site that accused interview with mm. co-writer Isabel. So make. Sure I look you forward look to that. that. I look forward to, re- to hearing that uh, exclusively on the website, which is thecustardtv.com. Back next week. Take care. Yeah, All the best. Bye. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.